Well, hey, church family, thank you so much for joining us today. You know, we really hope that this message encourages you and blesses your life. Now, before you hear this powerful teaching, I want to encourage you to share this message with someone who needs to hear the gospel. You never know what this message can do in the life of that person. Also, I want you to know that wherever you're watching us from, you can still impact the lives of others through your giving. You see, it is through your generosity that we can keep pushing the kingdom of God forward in our city and reach those who so desperately need Christ. Giving is safe and simple. You can use our CF Miami app or you can go to cfmiami.org give and there follow the instructions. Well, God bless you all. I hope you really enjoy this message. Hey, welcome everyone to Christ Fellowship Church online. My name is Carlos and I serve as one of our teaching pastors at wherever you are today, whether you're at home in your living room or maybe you're in your kitchen or perhaps you're on vacation and you're with your family. Uh, we want to say thank you so much for joining us today for this uh, online, uh, fully online service as we end the year. And so don't worry, next weekend uh, we will be back at our campuses. And so join us as we begin 2022 uh, at one of our campuses. But for this weekend, uh, we're going to be fully online. And so thank you once again for being a part of our service today. And so if you have your Bibles, you can open them up to the book of Joshua. We're going to the Old Testament. How many of you love the Old Testament? Oh, I, I, I love the Old Testament. And so here's what the Word of God says in Joshua chapter 24, verse 14. This is what the Word of God says. Now fear the Lord and serve Him with all faithfulness. Throw away the gods your ancestors worshipped beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt and serve the Lord. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose, say with me, choose. Choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you're living. But this is what Joshua says. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Amen. And I hope that that is our prayer as we end this year. So let's go to the Lord and let us pray. Father God, we just come before you and we thank you for this day, God. We thank you, though, Lord, that even though we're not together physically in a campus, God, wherever you are, Lord, wherever we are, God, your presence is with us. And so, God, I pray that you eliminate every single distraction from our lives today and that you help us to stay focused on your word. And we want to be transformed by the power, power of your spirit through your word. We love you and we thank you. It's in your name that we pray. Amen and amen. <clears throat> well, if you know me really well, you will quickly discover that I love to eat. I, I love food. I mean, Shawnee and I are foodies, and so we, we love food, and we especially love a good slice of hot, delicious pizza. Yeah, we love, we love pizza. And so there's a pizzeria place that opened up about several years ago in the area of West Kendall. And there's actually, it, I, I've actually been to it before when I would go visit my family in North Carolina. And the pizza place is called Blaze Pizza. How many of you, wherever you are, how many of you have been to Blaze Pizza? You can make some noise. It doesn't matter. You can get all rowdy. You can put it on Facebook. You can put it as a comment if you've been to Blaze Pizza. But here's the thing about Blaze Pizza that it's a little 
little different than other pizzerias because you have a lot of choices to make in order to enjoy a good slice of pizza. And it begins with the crust. The moment that you go into the counter, there's all these options, all these choices to make, and it begins with the crust. Do you just want the original crust? Do you want high-rise dough crust? Uh, do you want cauliflower crust, uh, gluten-free, keto, keto crust? I mean, all these different types of crust breads that you can, you can choose from to get a slice of pizza. Then you get to choose all the different sauces, the classic red sauce, the white creamy sauce, garlic pesto sauce, spicy red sauce, then, then whatever cheese you want on the slice of pizza, feta cheese, mozzarella cheese, goat cheese, Parmesan cheese, ricotta cheese, vegan cheese, then the different toppings that you get to choose from like pepperoni, bacon, ham, salami, pineapple, black olives, mushrooms, garlic, spinach, red peppers, red onions. I mean, all these different choices to choose from. And then to top it all off, you get to choose whatever sauce you want on the pizza. So you can choose like ranch sauce, pesto sauce, olive oil. I mean, I mean, all these different buffalo sauce, all these different sauces. In fact, there are about 54 choices that you can choose from to get a slice of pizza. And here's the thing, here's the thing. In order for you to enjoy a good slice of pizza at Blaze Pizza, which is amazing, you gotta make the right choice. Because if you make the wrong choice, guess what? You're not gonna enjoy that pizza. If you make the wrong choice, that pizza is not gonna be good for you. You're not gonna enjoy it, you're not gonna, it's not gonna taste well for you. Now, let me bring all of that over to our time uh, together. Because don't miss the point in this. Because in life, we got to make a lot of choices. You see, from the moment that we wake up to the moment that we go to sleep at night, experts say that human beings make about 35,000 different choices. Some as simple as what are you going to wear to go to work or what are you going to wear to go to school? Or are you going to eat breakfast? Or, or what breakfast do you make? Some as simple as that. And others that can be really life-changing, life-altering, like, do I continue being married to my husband? Do I continue being married to my wife? Should I move to a different city? Should I take a different career? And so we're constantly making choices in life. And here's what I want you to know. The decisions that you make today will always impact your tomorrow. The decisions that you make today, young person, or maybe you're older in age, wherever you are in your life, the decisions that you make today will impact your tomorrow. And so with that being said, this is our big idea for today. And this is our big takeaway. And I want you to write this down as your first point for today. Choose today what you will do in 2022. Choose today what you will do in 2022. You see, as we end this year, 2021, for many of us, this has been a very difficult, challenging year for us. Perhaps you've gone through a lot of different struggles and a lot of different challenges in life. And maybe you're in a situation like, Pastor Carlos, I need some guidance. I need some wisdom. I have no idea what to do next with my life. And so here's what I want to challenge you today. Choose today what you will do in 2022.
22. And so with that being said, let's go back to the word of God. And I want to read that passage with you in Joshua chapter 24, verse 14. And here's what the word of God says. Now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. Throw away the gods your ancestors worshiped beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt and serve the Lord. Now let me give you a little bit of context to set up our time for today. You see, Joshua was this incredible man of God who was actually Moses' successor. Joshua saw God do so many miracles and so many powerful things. You see, the Israelites, the Bible says that they were slaves in Egypt for about 400 years in the book of Exodus. And God would send 10 plagues and they would, he would deliver God's people from Egypt, from Pharaoh. And so Moses saw all these 10 plagues. Moses saw God part the Red Sea. Not only did God part the Red Sea, he also parted the Jordan River. And so Moses saw God do so many incredible things. And, and sorry, Joshua saw God do so many incredible things. And so Joshua had chosen to follow God. And so at this juncture in the history of Israel, he gathers all of the officials. He got, gathers all of the leaders. He gathers all of the elders. He gathers all of God's people. And he says the following, listen, choose today what you're going to do in the future. Are you going to fear the Lord or are you going to worship the gods that your ancestors worshiped in the Euphrates River? See, Joshua was old and age and the people of God, they were in a crossroads and he's telling them, listen, you got to make up your minds. Are you going to fear the Lord with all faithfulness? Are you going to be fully devoted to the work of God? Are you going to really serve God with everything that you have? Or are you going to live for these false gods that your ancestors worshipped in Egypt and in the Euphrates River? And so Joshua is giving them a challenge. And so let's go back to that verse because look at what the word of God says. Now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. Now, if you're taking notes, you have your Bibles open, I want you to circle or underline that statement, fear the Lord. Right there, wherever you are, you can write it down on a notebook, but I want you to circle that statement, fear the Lord. Because what exactly does Joshua mean when he says, fear the Lord? What does it mean to fear the Lord? Does it mean that God want, uh, wants us to be afraid of him? Does it mean that God wants us to live this life fearful of him? Almost like, hey, whenever I make a mistake, whenever I commit a sin, whenever I do something wrong against God, oh, God's going to get me. He's going to pay back. He, it's going to be payback to me. He's going to get me. He's going to do something to me. The things are not going to go work well for me. They're not going to be good for me because I did, made a mistake. Is that what God wants for us? You see, I grew up in a home that taught that my parents instilled in my siblings and I uh, principles, godly principles through the word of God. And growing up as a child, we went to church all the time. I mean, maybe you can testify, you, can, you know what I'm, what I'm talking about, because we went to church on Sunday mornings, we went to church Sunday afternoons, Sunday evenings, uh, Tuesday for Bible study, uh, Thursday for prayer night, Saturday for like outreaches. And so we were at church all the time. And I had an unhealthy fear of the Lord. See, I thought that whenever I made a mistake, Whenever I committed a sin, whenever I did something outside of the will of God, God was going to like punish me. He was going to discipline me. And so if I said a bad word as a young child, 
if I said something, if I, if I got into an argument, if I watched something I shouldn't watch, whatever I did that was wrong, God's going to get me. He's going to pay. He's, 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 gonna, he's out to get me. And so I had this unhealthy fear of God. And listen, I want you to understand, that's not the fear of God that God is referring to in his word. God is not like a celestial judge looking down upon humanity, waiting for us to make a mistake. No, God is our heavenly father who loves us and is for us and cares for us and protects us and guides us and sustains us. So what exactly does it mean to fear the Lord? See, the word fear the Lord, that statement there in the Hebrew, we've told you many times that the Old Testament was first written in Hebrew and then translated into other languages. And that word uh, fear the Lord in Hebrew is the word yare. You're going to learn a little bit of Hebrew as we end this year. That word yare, it means to revere. It means to honor. It means to respect. It means to be in awe. In other words, fearing the Lord is that we worship God through our lifestyle. I want to put it this way, in a very practical way, here's what it means. Fearing God, the fear of God, means that you value more the approval and the acceptance of God rather than the approval and the acceptance of man. In a practical way, fearing God is that you value more the approval and the acceptance of God more than the approval and the acceptance of man. Because think about this for a moment. Every time that you commit a sin, every time that you do something outside of the will of God, every time that you do something that's not aligned with the word of God, the foundation behind it is because you have placed man over God. You have placed the desires and the things of this world Please other people rather than pleasing God. Because think about this. If you are more consumed with the approval of God, guess what? You're going to be aligned with the word of God. And so the fear of the Lord is not that you live this life that you're fearful of God. Absolutely, we do need to live a life that is holy and pleasing to God. And so I'm not saying, I'm not advocating for us to live a licentious lifestyle and a life filled with sin and all that outside of the will of God. No, but child of God, we don't have to live this fearful life because we are his children. You are his child. And so look at what Joshua challenges the people of God. Look at what he says. Now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. Throw away the gods your ancestors worshiped beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt and serve the Lord, Joshua is saying, throw away those idols, those false gods that your ancestors worshipped in Egypt. Throw them away and serve the Lord. You know, as we end this year, as we end 2021, what are some idols that you have to throw away? What are some idols? What are some things that are hindering your relationship with God, that are getting in the way of your relationship with Jesus. Maybe the word idol is a word that you're not familiar with, and this is a simple way to define it. An idol is anything that we love, trust, or find our satisfaction in place of God. Anything that we love, trust, or find our satisfaction in place of God. 
See, every single one of us, there are some idols that can creep into our hearts and it can get in the way of our relationship with God. I tell people all the time, you can categorize all the idols of this world in three Ps. I always put them in three different categories and they all start with P. The first one is possessions. Oftentimes we can struggle with this. See, many of, for many of us, we think, wait a minute, Pastor Carlos, the moment that we buy our dream home, oh, at that moment, I'm going to be truly satisfied. I'm going to find true joy, true fulfillment. The moment that I buy that home with the large living space and the dream kitchen and the huge garage and all the outdoor space, at that moment, I'm really going to find joy and peace and comfort in my life. Or the moment that I buy that boat that I can take out with my family and we can enjoy the weekends together. We can go out to the beach and out to the ocean and we can go fishing and I can take my children at that juncture. Then I'm going to find true satisfaction. You know, many of you know that I drive a Toyota Corolla, a 2006 Toyota Corolla. And uh, just recently, a good friend of mine was telling me, Carlos, man, I, I, I think it's time for you to upgrade. I mean, I think it's time for you to upgrade. You've had the Corolla for such a long time. I mean, we get it. I mean, it's time for you to upgrade. And I started thinking about it for a moment. And listen, I'm going to be honest with you. Shani and I have the capacity. We have the financial margin to buy a better car, to buy a brand new car or something like that. And so I started thinking about it for a moment. But then I started thinking, nah, wait a minute. I know myself. And if I buy a brand new car, and my children come into that brand new car with a bowl of cereal, I'm going to lose my salvation, my sanctification on them. And they start, you know, making a mess. I, I can just imagine being in the brand new car and going to McDonald's and buying them chicken nuggets and French fries. And I put the bag there and I tell them, hey, listen, do not touch anything. Do not get any food yet until we get home. And I know my children they're going to start slipping their hand into the bag and start getting some French fries and trying to open up that sweet and sour sauce and dipping it in there. And then it spills over my brand new car. No, I know myself. I will be frustrated. I'm that type of guy that if I have a brand new car and I go to Dayland Mall and there are no parking spaces and the parking spaces are so narrow in Miami, I'm the guy that's parking way out there. And the moment that I go into my car, I'm making sure that there are no dents or dings or scratches on the vehicle. So I know myself and I know that if I buy a brand new car, it's going to become an idol in my life. It will become a priority in my life and it would distract me from the more important matters. Now, 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 listen, listen, if you just purchased a brand new car, for Christmas. It's all good. I'm not advocating against that. I am not saying that it is a sin. So don't go back and return it at the Honda dealership or Mercedes or wherever you purchase the vehicle. What I am saying is that possessions can become an idol and it can become a hindrance in your relation with God. Because when a good thing becomes the ultimate thing, it has become a destructive thing. So oftentimes... These possessions are what become a distraction in our relationship with Jesus. Here's the next P that I want you to write down. Position. Position. 
Oftentimes we think the moment that I get promoted, the moment that I have more influence, more leadership, the moment that I move up the corporate ladder, then I will feel like I have a purpose in life. Then I will feel like I'm fulfilled and I'm satisfied and I'm truly joyful, truly happy in life. And oftentimes we are so fixated with that title that is in front of our name or in front of our office desk or right in our email signature. Oftentimes we are so fixated by that position, by that title, and it can become a distraction in our relationship with Jesus. And so here's what I want you to understand, child of God, wherever you are, as we wrap up this year, 2021, here's what I want you to understand. Your identity and your worth is not defined in what you do, but rather in who you are. Your identity, child of God, is not defined in what you do in life, but rather in who you are. And so no matter what position you carry at work, what position you carry at school, what position you carry at home, if you are a child of God, you are God's son, you are God's daughter, you have been adopted, you are his child. And the word of God says in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, that you are God's special possession, you are holy, you are chosen, and you've been called to proclaim his word. How many of you believe that today? I am preaching to somebody today, wherever you are. I'm getting a little excited. But oftentimes, we can allow possessions and position to become an idol in our lives. Here's the next P that I want you to write down. People, people, people. Oftentimes we are so consumed on how people feel about us. What do people say about us? What are people thinking about me as a person? It's the reason why sometimes we'll post things on Instagram, on social media, on Facebook. If I post this picture about me, my expensive vacation, if I post this picture of what I'm doing during Christmas, I'm out in the mountains, I'm out in the cabin, then people will know that I am doing well in my life that I am doing well in my career. Oh, Johnny, Michael, Maria. Oh, they're doing really, really good. Look, look what they're at. They're on vacation again. If I post this picture about my husband and I, my wife and I, my children, my family, then people will know that we have a healthy marriage, that we have a great marriage, that we have awesome children that we have an incredible family. And listen, I'm not advocating about us. I'm not advocating for us to not post our vacation trip or pictures of our family on social media. No, 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 you, you missed the point there. I'm not advocating against that. But the problem is when you post something or you share something because you wanna be affirmed and validated by other people, guess what? Then people have become your identity. And it's an idol in your life because you're posting something because you want to be affirmed and validated by others. And can I remind you today, it doesn't matter what, what other people think about you. 
The only thing that matters is what God thinks about you. And if you're a child of God, he sees you as righteous and he sees you as holy and you are his child. You are his son. You are his daughter. We are his children. Here's the thing. If you live by people's approval, you will die by their rejection. If you live by people's approval, you will die by their rejection. And so Joshua is telling the people of God, he gathers the elders and he gathers all the leaders and he gathers all the priests and he's telling them, listen, listen, choose today what you're going to do. Are you going to serve the Lord with all faithfulness or are you going to serve and worship these false gods that your ancestors worshiped? In fact, look at what that passage says as we unfold our time together. Look at what it says. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you're living. But choose. Make a choice. If serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, in other words, if you think serving God is a waste of time, if you think God, serving God is lame, if you think serving God is not fruitful, then don't serve God. Serve those false gods, but make a choice. You can't play both teams. Make a choice. So as we end this year, as you reflect on 2021, what choices have you been making? Have you been serving and following the things of this world, all the pleasures of this world? Or have you been serving and loving and worshiping and giving and being fully devoted to the things of God? Where are you today? You can't play both teams. It's almost like being a Miami Hurricanes fan and also being a Florida State fan or Florida Gators fan. It doesn't make sense. So that's what Joshua is saying to the people of God. Listen, it doesn't make sense. You can't have one foot in the things of God and one foot in the things of this world. Choose today what you're going to do. And I believe as a church, we're in a crossroads. This is a defining moment for us. We're still in the midst of this pandemic. We thought that by now, things would be a lot better. They get better. They get worse. They get better. They get worse. We're in the midst of inflation. Everything that's going on. Unemployment. All the challenges and the struggles that people are facing. But here's what I want you to understand. When you make a choice to follow God and serve God, it will always have an everlasting impact in your life and those around you. So Joshua is challenging the people of God. He's saying, make a choice. Choose today. As we end this year, choose today. As I shared earlier today, I grew up in a home that we went to church all the time. 
by the grace of God, I was baptized at the age of 13. And then I started in the worship team at the age of 16 and started playing piano and leading and stuff like that, the band. And, and I was really, really involved in my early, you know, teenage years. And somewhere in the 20s, in my mid-20s, little by little, I started making wrong choices in my life. And I started drifting from the things of God. And here's the thing. I had one foot in the things of God and one foot in the things of this world. And I was out hanging out with friends, living this life that was not pleasing to God. And I still remember I was out on the weekend. I think it was a Friday night or Saturday night. And we had partied with my friends and we were driving back home. And I remember sitting in the backseat of my friend's vehicle. And I started thinking to myself, what am I doing? This is not me. This isn't Carlos. Why am I making all these unwise choices in my life? And I remember there, it was in that backseat that I started, I prayed to God, kid you not, I prayed to God, I said, God, I, I need a change. I, I, I need to get out of this lifestyle. I cannot be one foot in the things of God and one foot in the things of this world. And it was a little after that I was blessed and I was able to come to Christ Fellowship Church. I came to Christ Fellowship Church and I met incredible people. I met my wife. I was able to start serving in ministry and I made a choice to be fully devoted to the things of God. And by the grace of God, I am where I'm at now. Preaching God's word. I would never have thought about preaching the word of God to people. Never did that cross my mind. But it's all the grace of God. I say this not to exalt myself, but rather I say this to challenge you and to encourage you to make the choice to serve God with all faithfulness, not some, not just one foot in the things of God and the one foot in the things of this world, but rather be fully devoted to the things of God. Because when you are devoted to Jesus, it is always going to be worth it. And there's going to be everlasting impact in your life. Amen. So choose Christ, choose freedom, choose God. There where you are, I want to invite you to close your eyes and bow your heads. Wherever you are today, maybe you're joining us for the first time or maybe you usually attend our church services and you're watching online right now. And maybe as I was preaching this message, you're like, Pastor Carlos, I'm tracking with you, I get you, but the truth of the matter is I don't have a relationship with Jesus. My friend, I want to let you know that every single one of us, the Bible says we are all sinners. And our sin separates us from God. God is holy. God is perfect. We're not holy. We're not perfect. But here's the good news. Jesus came down to this earth, lived a perfect life, and died a death that he did not deserve so that you and I can have everlasting life. And today, you have an opportunity to make that decision to follow Jesus. There where you are. I'm going to lead us in a prayer. It's not the prayer that saves you, but rather it is the condition of your hearts. God wants your hearts 
He wants your life. He wants it all. There where you are, let me pray for us. Father God, we just come before you. And today I recognize that I am a sinner in need of saving. Jesus, I believe that you died, you were buried, and you were raised from the grave for my sins. Jesus, I ask you to come into my life. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Be my best friend. I repent for my sins today, and I run to you, Jesus. Thank you for your love and your mercy and your grace. It's in your holy and precious name that I pray. Amen and amen. Hey, if you made that decision, the choice that you just made is the best one that you will ever make in your life. So we want to know it as a church family. Make sure that you fill out a connection card right there. You can do it online. We want to welcome you to God's family. And so we celebrate that decision, the choice that you just made today. What a great way to end 2021. Well, church family, I love you. Have a happy new year. And so just remember, next weekend, we will be back at our campuses for the beginning of the year. It's going to be an awesome, awesome weekend. I love you, Christ Fellowship. God bless you. Have a good one.